0: Welcome back to another episode of My Life in Games with Silas and Sage. It's Sage.
1: Again, part two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fun. Oh, Discord, I hate you right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, as is usual, uh, uh, let's uh, jump right in with uh, what have you been playing lately, Sage?
1: I'm getting this strange feeling of déjà vu, Silas. Um, so, <laughs> um, if you if you follow me on on the Twitters on the Twitterverse, you know that I am I'm pretty apeshit over um, ESO's latest update, Morrowind. It is amazing. So I've been playing that a lot with the wifey, um, and it's definitely worth revisiting if if you played the PC version way back in the day. Uh, you're, you're going to love this update. And there's a lot of story. It's, a, it's an expansive map that they created. And uh, there's lots of stuff to do. There's lots of cool new stuff. So anyway, I've been playing a ton of that and absolutely love it. And of course, it goes without saying, I am playing lots of Division. Um, the Division PTS week one is out. And uh, there's some really cool things going on with it. If you haven't been following the division for a little bit, um, the PTS or the public test server right now is testing six, five, and six-piece gear set um, talents. So it's it's really interesting that they've. This was this kind of happened before, but the game wasn't really ready for it. Um, so it's it's come back, and they've really balanced this in such a way that that adds a lot of different play style to it. I I think you're going to see a lot of people using what they're calling classified gear sets. So it's really, really cool. That has been taking up a lot of my time as well. Um, we'll see what they do over the next few updates. I think there's going to be, uh, my guess is three weeks of PTS and potentially a fourth week as we're testing out these new classified gear sets. And of course there's lots, there's lots more going on with, uh, PTS as well. But that's the main exciting thing uh, that's happening right now. That's what I've been doing, man. How about you?
0: Um, of course, I've been playing plenty of, of Switch, obviously. Um, I'm still playing um, a shit ton of Zelda when I actually have time be, due to my work schedule being a complete crazy shit pile from hell. Uh, <laughs> working, uh, you know, probably closer to 60 hours a week uh, as opposed to 40. And um, I in fact, I can't even remember the last time I didn't have a paycheck with, with overtime on it. Um, Aside from that and some uh you know uh regular daily life things that have been taking my game time away. But when I do game it has definitely uh been Switch, which thanks to its portability has actually helped me get a little extra game time in. Uh, you know, those little breaks or whenever I can uh, just pop it with me and uh you know, if I get a moment I can sit down and, and play whatever. Um besides Zelda, I did pick up uh, a game that came out recently, Arms. Uh, I played that. I actually uh streamed that a few times. Uh it's a little fighting game. Weird it's pretty game. fun. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's it's out there, it's definitely different. But then again, um, Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> um, it, but it's it's at least it's, it's in a good way that it makes it different enough. It's not like every other fucking fighter out there. Um, so you got to think a little bit more about you know how you do it and everything, um, how you're playing and in your styles and the and, and whatnot. And there's a few different modes on it, so it keeps it interesting enough. It'll keep people coming back. Uh, me personally, though, I'm not as big on fighters, especially uh, especially since I do have a couple of. Um, Issues, one of which is uh, with my hands, where they get, I get problems where they cramp up really bad and stuff. If I'm getting real hardcore into like fighting games, I'm mashing buttons and getting real intense. It kind of has a tendency of being an issue for me, and then I'm in pain later, and that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, I'll probably, be, um, I enjoyed it for what it is. If you're into fighters, it's, um, definitely take the time to give it a look. If you're into fighters and you got to switch, um. But for me personally, I'm probably going to trade it in toward a game I did kind of skip over, um, which was uh, Disgaea 5 Complete, because that series is, is a lot of fun. That's a strategy, JRPG-type deal, and quite comedic, uh, you know, very very light uh, that way. So I'm probably going to pick that up and uh, get some game time uh, in with that uh, and enjoy it. I've also been playing a little bit of uh, an indie JRPG, um, I Am Setsuna which is actually on multiple platforms. It's on PC. It's on PS4 and, 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 all that. Um, that's a fun little game. If you liked old school, like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy six, there's a lot, a lot of influence from both of those games in there, along with some other, uh, old school games, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of secret of Mana thrown in there and a few others. There's a lot of influences and you can see it. If you played it, it's, it's, it's a good little game and it's got a nice, uh, light, uh, very piano based, uh, soundtrack to it, but it's still pretty good. Uh, and it's it's different. I mean, it's it's enough. It's reminiscent enough of of the older school games. If you're looking something that's going to give you that kind of old uh, RPG feel, it's something to definitely pick up and play. It's worthwhile.
1: You see, that's why I, I I like watching not just your streams. Of course, I've I've enjoyed your company as a close friend for what 18 years now.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, something so like that. You, <laughs> a long time.
1: <laughs> um, our play styles are so are so different to me. Like when I get into a game, I'm I'm always looking for that next game that I'm going to be in for a long time. And so I stay in in kind of this this, you know, uh, cavern <laughs> if you will <laughs> of a particular game and then and then there I am. So for the for the the fans of the Division and if you like ESO like I'm just I'm getting into it, but um I spend a lot of time there too but I don't really branch out once I found my select two games tops then that's where I'm at but you 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 have your fingers in everything you're always <laughs> doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and and you're able to be an expert at it pretty quickly as well and that's dude that's what I really enjoy about watching your streams because as you're learning like I'm learning and um and then I get the heads up on what the new games are, you know, without actually having to try them. So that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> you're my time saver. The, the,
0: the, the beauty of streaming uh, and watching streamers. And, uh, yeah, speaking of, there's a couple of streamers that uh, that I I watch on occasion when either I'm just not feeling up to streaming. I'm just so tired after work. But I feel like uh, and I'm not up to playing anything. And there's people I'll watch, to, you know. Um, and that's part of how I learn about some games as, as well myself.
1: Yeah. Oh, the streamer life. Like, I, I don't think I... I don't think I understood completely. There's a South Park episode where, where, oh the, yeah, here we go. Uh, where the boys are, it's, it's one of the little brother. He's, he's Canadian, you know, and he's got, you know, the high pitched voice. He's tiny. It was one of the main kids, little brothers. And I, I'm a, I'm a South Park fan, but I'm having a hard time remembering names right now. I'm still waking up. Um, but anyway, he, he walks in and his little brother is watching streamers, right? He's watching streamers play the game with all of his buddies, you know, and all the little kids are in there and they're all on their mobile phones and they're just watching the streamers instead of actually playing the game. And then the, the older brother's like, what, what What? the hell are you doing? Like, why don't back in my day, we used to play the game together. <laughs> we don't, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but now as a, as an older gamer, you know, I'm going to be 32 this month. Woohoo! I'm dusty. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm starting to understand the appeal because you know, there was the other day I finished a, a long stream, you know, it was like six hours and I still wanted to play the division, but I was tired. So I flipped over and I watched, uh, one of the other great division streamers and I watched him, you know, for, for an hour or so and just kind of chilled. And that was my way of relaxing. I didn't have the energy to play, but I certainly wanted to watch. Now I get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I wish streaming would have been a bigger thing, kind of, um, when you know, back in the early 2000s, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, before Xbox came out and stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dreamcast, um, and we were playing things like PSO, um. Well, of course, we ended up, you know, uh, following PSO wherever it went. You know, we played it on GameCube, and then when it was on an Xbox, and it was much better on Xbox, we're like, "Oh shit, we got to get an Xbox." Yeah. We're playing it there. <laughs> yeah. um, and of course, at that time, the internet started to get, you know, uh, uh, better and whatnot. But uh, so I remember the uh, the uh, extreme uh, fury of not being able to connect or getting disconnected when you were in the middle of, say, a ruins run, and oh. that, just, that was that was aggravating. And then someone else filled your spot on 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 a team and. Fuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the rage. Oh man, yeah. They would they would kick you for that. If you died once, you're done. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. And no, we rediscovered we're,
1: we're... a little bit of fantasy stars. Speaking of. Yes. We um
0: private servers. They are yeah. your friend. <laughs> yeah,
1: we got to enjoy some of the original Dreamcast um for those of you who didn't catch our, our uh our joint stream that we did on Mixer. But we downloaded the original fantasy star that we knew and loved that was on dreamcast and that was a lot of fun but it also reminded us of some of how hard that game was i think you know we've talked about this before in previous episodes where you go back to an old school game and you're like i fucking got this i <laughs> i told it this this is old it's not hard and then you get your ass handed to you but remember uh, what was the, one of the first things that we discovered? Uh, something about the telepipes, right? Not having a telepipe and then you died. You have to start all the way back at the very beginning of the level. Yep. There's <laughs> also <laughs> no running. There's no sprinting in this game. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There's no hold, shift, and run. <laughs> yeah, there's no hold, shift.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, rediscovering walk. something. Yeah, walk. Uh, but rediscovering some of those things, man, um, I think it hit me that we're spoiled like the quality yeah. of life additions to games these days have really made us spoiled. Back then, you yep. know, it was you die and you restart. Deal with it, bro.
0: This is this isn't little wussy land. This <laughs> no. is how it is. This is real life, bitch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we had we had a couple of a couple of level 100 characters leveling that way. So, you know, when I go into ESO or I think of the time we spent on World of Warcraft or Neverrest oh, for the Neverresters out there, people mm. that still aren't asleep, um, Star Wars: The Old Republic, like we're spoiled, we're spoiled because you know we can we can revive instantly and other people can heal us and all of that stuff. It's just it's <laughs> we're spoiled, spoiled gamers.
0: Yeah, well, even a PSO you you could have revive and stuff, but it, you had to get you couldn't revive yourself
1: high. unless you, you had, had scapegoat, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, scape dolls, scape yep. dolls,
1: and so low level low level leveling
0: was a pain in the ass. Oh my god. But and then the higher higher levels it was a grind because yeah you could you could heal your friends cuz you finally got your healing ability enough to where you could heal someone other than your damn self but then you were spamming it a lot because hit points were just flying everywhere <laughs> yeah
1: but there's there's a lot of good new stuff that's going on um yes, more recently I know we're I know we're kind of touching on this a little bit behind is it okay can we talk a little easier yeah yeah yet? let's go Okay, let's go with it. So by now, by now, I'm sure anybody who's listening to the podcast, we're 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 a couple of weeks late on on an update here, but um, E3 was was amazing. I got to watch, I watched the Microsoft show, um, I watched the Ubi show, I watched another one. I can't remember what it was. So I, I didn't get to see all of them throughout the entire week, but I saw highlights of some of the other ones and. I'll just say right off the bat that I felt that Xbox and Microsoft did a great job of presenting um, not only the console, but a lot of the games on there.
0: Yeah, I will, I will give Microsoft credit. They did a much better job than Sony did. I was very disappointed with with Sony's showing this year. I was just not not happy with it. Um, so, yeah, props props to Microsoft. The only complaint I have about Microsoft is their naming is terrible. <laughs> I'm Xbox sorry. One X. Like, if they would have just left it as like they could have just called it Xbox Scorpio, I would have been fucking happy. Like that that sounds pretty cool, right? You know? Yeah. You know, or if they or if they would have just called it just, just Scorpio, that's it. Just, this is our fucking console. This is what we're calling it. That would have been kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a
1: point where the audio was a little messed up. So when it, it popped up on the screen before I could read that he said Xbox One X, and I'm like, Xbox One Ten. What? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Were we Roman numerals? Like, okay, that's an interesting choice. But yeah, the Xbox One X. Why? Why?
0: Yes, um, you know we, we we did we did a poll with the f- with the five year olds of the developers, and that's what they came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Call it this, Daddy. Yeah, like, really? Yeah, but, and of course, and of course, everyone's got to make fun of it now because now if you abbreviate it out, the abbreviation is Xbox. <laughs> yeah. X b o x Xbox. What the fuck? Yeah. Which makes uh, you wonder if
1: they did that on purpose, just to like, are you trolling your your fanboys right now?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's okay if you are. <laughs> it feels like it just, just
0: own up to it please so we can all have a good laugh and, and move past this <laughs> yeah
1: like at the end of it can you have can you have one of the devs on stage go gotcha like that'd be that'd be great have somebody walk out on stage going <laughs> yeah because yeah, it felt
0: exactly.
1: like we all got a little trolled on that but anyway i think they did a really good job with it it felt it had great movement as far as presentation goes um one of the biggest things I, I feel that they did really well was the highlight on um, private development, those indie games.
0: Yeah, and indie games are, are are a bigger a bigger market now than than they used to be. There's, I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of uh, shitware out there. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. But there's a lot more good stuff coming out of out of some indie uh, indie developers these days. I mean, you know, there, there's a couple of indie developers like look at uh, Supergiant Games. They're they're getting a bit a lot better now they've had a you know a couple of good games Bastion and uh, Transistor you know both pretty pretty good fucking games a lot of fun yeah any company you know yeah and then they did a good job so and then and there's others too and, and I'm sure if I took the time to look and think about it I could tell you but that's too much work right now <laughs> yeah. but there, there's more and, and there's there's a lot of games coming out that, that people love and they don't necessarily have to be the highest highest end thing in the world they just got to be fun
1: yeah and I, the the way they highlighted the the unique, the unique types of genres of the indie games, too. You know, it wasn't all just side-scrollers. It wasn't all, well, we're, we're going really indie with this, so it's mm-hmm. we're going to give it an 8-bit look, and then it's all these indie games that have this 8-bit look because that's what's in right now. They did a really good job of selecting, um, first of all, the selecting the games that they were going to highlight. And uh, they were all very unique, and they all had an appeal of some sort, but they didn't all touch on the same appeal you know what right. i mean and then they, but the indie games themselves i think they're coming coming to a point where they realize that they can't just be copy and paste this isn't you know this yeah. isn't seven years ago uh when you know apps or app games are coming out on phones and everybody's making the same game but with a different name
0: right <laughs> so right. yeah
1: you know they i think indie developers have realized that they've got a They've got to run with what their strength is, and it's awesome that Microsoft is supporting that. Which was kind of a, a stark contrast to the PlayStation. Um,
0: show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one good thing. That, well, I'm sure for a couple people, there's a, there's a few good things that came out of out of the uh, the PlayStation conference. But for me, the only thing that really got me excited about the the PlayStation conference. Um, The only thing that I really cared about there was the uh, announcement of the DLC stuff for fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. Because, yes, give me more of this game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and anybody who's listened to any of our casts already knows how much i love that fucking game um and sage you need to play it at some point and if you don't i don't know maybe i'll buy it for you for fucking christmas i don't care but you're gonna fucking play it, <laughs> I it. somebody's playing it's through it right game. now
1: on twitter and they're and they're posting screenshots i, I want to say it's akatsuki red moon um i think it's akatsuki red moon is playing through it um uh, for for his first time and um the screenshots again, you know, you're getting this you're getting to see the visuals. It's just such a beautiful game. I really want
0: to play it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for me, since I don't have a PS four anymore, but the roommate does, so I'll have to uh Yoink. The game and, and, and get the gaming <laughs> and get the and get the, the DLC. Well, I can always I can do it one of two ways. I can either sit out there and play it on his big ass four K TV, which I kind of used before when I had my PlayStation, I hooked it up out there. <laughs> 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 because, you know, the 4K, like man. Four K bro. <laughs> <laughs> and 60 inches of 4K is much fun to play on. Anyway, <laughs> um I'll either borrow his PS4 that way or, you know, if he's busy doing something out there, I can just stick it in the console, pop open the remote play app on the PC and just play it on my fucking PC even though it's sitting in his console out there. Yeah. Um so that's 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 a a good option there, but that is the only thing that really good that came out of the Sony conference. And honestly, the Microsoft conference was good enough. It if I wasn't already as busy as I am, I would almost go get an Xbox one just so I could mess with some of that shit. Like their conference was, was good enough to make me think about that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I am pretty, pretty tied up in the switch, which um, obviously Nintendo's conference, uh, there's a lot of things there that um, were pretty interesting. Um, unfortunately, a lot of it isn't until like next year, <laughs> things like Metroid prime four, which I have mixed feelings on. Um, there was excitement because they showed, Hey, we are developing and gonna have Metroid Prime Four. Okay, well that's that's that that's exciting. Thank you very much. I'm I'm fucking happy as shit. You're doing that, but you didn't show any gameplay, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm. interesting it's, presentation <laughs> choice. It's like it's like you know your your favorite brew decided to make a new thing and they show you the fucking label. <laughs> not the brew not that you know you know not, not 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 a bottle with 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 stuff in it and say hey you know we're gonna be able to sell you this soon no just here's the label we're making this we're bringing back uh, an, an old an old brew but we're you know this is our new fancy label for it here it is
1: what do you think that that means too because you've got you had a lot of games that um are coming out in 2018 and i, I I can think of a few. We'll get into game specific. So I can think of a few really big titles from, from especially one developer that I'm absolutely in love with. And it's 2018, right? And these are potentially huge games. You have to think, what? <clears throat> why did they only show us uh, the cover? Basically, of <laughs> of this of this game. Uh, is it? Does that mean that it's coming out in 2019 or 2020? Like, is that is that what they're trying to tell us?
0: If they're doing, if they're going for a 2018 release with Metroid, and this is just kind of somewhat from a, a money-making standpoint as well, um, they're going to shoot for a holiday release. Yeah. If they're going to put it in 2018, which I question. But again, Nintendo's always been, especially with their, their own IPs have they've always been very, very secretive. You know, look, how, they didn't say ex- the exact date for fucking Breath of the Wild until a few months before they were going to release the damn thing. Yeah. So, (laughs) given that, and actually, um, I remember, what was it? It was like a year before it was originally, they were going to bring it out, and then they they pushed it back, and everyone was like, what the fuck? And they're like, no, 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 it's not not coming out this year, which of course later on we figured out because they were making it, they decided to put it on the Switch, Um, you know, so everyone put that together later, but obviously this wouldn't be the case, and and a game like Metroid, it needs to be good, and it needs to be solid, and Nintendo's always good about making their games pretty solid, and got to credit them for that. But they, they, they their ability to give out I understand they want to be secretive but you also need to give a little bit more information to keep people's excitement up you know what I'm saying
1: well th- this goes back to what episode two <laughs> episode three talking about it either they're they're the most out of touch company <laughs> ever or they're evil geniuses for for not releasing they're, they're terrible with with um, um, releasing intelligence or, you know, hyping up. They're just, they're terrible or they're, they're, they're great. And I can't figure it out. I'm really, I'm overall frustrated uh, nine times out of 10 with any message that they're delivering because it's, it's either so little or it's, it's so late.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their, their their messaging needs some work and it's not necessarily the messaging itself. They're on par when they actually release information they're on par but the problem is is it's it's the timing yeah and how much and and that's where i feel and again i, I know they want to be secretive and, and whatnot about their their their, their ips they kind of have a tendency of playing you know close to the vest you know they, they're they, they, you know, they're they're tight with it but uh, it, it, can, it can be frustrating from from a consumer standpoint of you know because you want to know and and i get you don't you don't want to give away everything i mean i will say they did improve though um you because know, they shoot a lot of stuff for like uh Mario Odyssey. That actually looks pretty interesting. It's kinda weird, but it looks interesting enough I might actually buy it and play it. And I know several people that are that are excited for that. Um uh, but again, limited game time, I have to be very selective about what I buy and play. <laughs> yeah. Um on top of that, uh that Mario Rabbids, that's not for me so much. I know other people are really excited for that and and that's great, you know, co op, things like that. Um but that's just, that's not going to be something I'm going to pick up for other people. I'm sure that's, that's going to be awesome. And Nintendo had quite the lineup of games. So, you know, props there. Um, but again, when it comes to like looking at next year, uh, I, I'm, uh, next year, they better have a really badass E3 again. Yeah. That's all I got to say. With, with more information. Like I said, they had a lot this time, but there's certain things I wish they would have had more of. And um, I think for me, out of Nintendo's conference, the thing that excited me the most, of course, um, um, is Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because, Mm. yes, a good Xeno game that people are actually going to be able to fucking play and find the game and play it because when the original Xenoblade Chronicles came out um, on the Wii at the end of its life cycle, it was, it didn't do real well because no one really fucking knew what the hell it was. Nobody knew, hey, there's a great JRPG coming out on this console. Yeah, let's not tell anybody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that you know, the original was was kind of lost, and of course, it had a big following later. Um, and then you couldn't get a hold of the damn game.
1: <laughs> this this is awesome. I'm not the telling only... you anything
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you couldn't get a hold of the game uh, because it was only sold. Uh, they had a direct deal with with GameStop for for selling it over here in the states. Um, now in Japan, it wasn't a big deal, but over here, uh, GameStop was the sole carrier of Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii. So, you would find used copies when when they would get them in, and they were selling for like $90, mm-hmm. which was, you know, GameStop could put whatever price they want in a used game, and GameStop scammed the shit out of people because it was a limited supply, and they were the only ones that were selling said game. Mm-hmm. Which price sucked. gouging. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, that was definitely a misstep, which I am hope Nintendo's learned from. Um, on another note with that, uh, later on, of course, 3DS, what was it, like a year or so Two years ago they re-released it on the new 3ds when the new 3ds came out um yeah. and that's when i actually finally played xenoblade chronicles was actually on the the new 3ds and, and i enjoyed the shit out of it because i didn't get the chance to play it on on the wii because i could never find the damn thing except for when it was like 90 bucks and i'm like no i'm not paying fucking 90 dollars you know yeah. um you know and even on like on ebay and stuff since it was it was a rare hard to find game so um for me i'm, I'm glad nintendo's kind of finally got something straightened out and the Switch has got, it's got the power. The game looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going, probably going to suck a lot of hours out of my life and that is perfectly okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, this holiday season, that's that's what I'm looking forward to from Nintendo is playing um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which of course will also at that point ensue a lot of, of streaming. Oh, and the one other thing, of course, was um, with the, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the expansion pass, one of the few DLC items yeah, two DLC items. I'm actually excited for. That's 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 weird. Yeah, one on Sony and one on Nintendo over here, because uh, they added the uh, the story, the the what they recently released for it. I'm not that excited about. You know, yeah, they got some extra things for it in the first part of the expansion, but the second part when they have the new story stuff for uh, Zelda, that is what's got me interested in actually picking up the expansion pass for that.
1: They had a pretty good lineup uh, from from the DLC perspective, and. I'll be I'll be honest I didn't get to watch the whole thing, um, but I say I didn't grow up a Nintendo kid. My, my cousins had Nintendo, everybody had Nintendo at the time, right. And because I would play at their house, I went and bought a Sega Master System and a Sega Genesis, and I was a Sega boy until you know the the downfall in Dreamcast, which is very sad. But I still yeah, love yeah. you know I still love Sega. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so there wasn't it was hard for me to connect with with other things you know other things that they were they were showing in in their universe because it, I don't know, I just didn't really grow up in it. And that's where I feel and forgive me and forgive me. This is not intended to, (laughs) to to insult anyone who loves Nintendo. Um, but overall there's still not, they're, they're still appealing to people that are, are fans of Nintendo. And yeah, I bought a Wii and I used it probably for, you know, four or five months and it was great to be able to but you know, the, the Joy-Con thing, you know, the motion, um, kinda wore off and then that was the novelty and now it's gone. But they haven't done anything to appeal to me as a as a gamer outside of their niche games. And I guess that's part of the appeal that they stay very true to themselves, but I didn't see anything that I think is really gonna tear me away from from what I'm already doing, any of the progressive um, story progressive games or, or games that are getting regular updates or MMO type games. I don't, I didn't see anything that would really tear me away or other people like me, um, away from their current console or incentivize them to go out and, and get a switch. Basically, you know, I didn't, I didn't see anything there that was like, wow, I, I have to have that, uh, that looked great, but I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know.
0: Right. Well, in, in contrast to that, not everything there is strictly a Nintendo thing. Um, Xenoblade, well, Xenoblade's been on Nintendo, but before that, um, it originally stems from the uh, Xenogears series, um, which was on Sony PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's that's how I got started with the whole, the Xeno universe was, um, even though I know it's not any sort of direct bearing or anything else, it's still the same guy creating the fucking thing and he's borrowing a lot of shit. You can't deny that. So, I'm just putting that out there. I know some, I've. Fucking people argue with me. It's not Xeno. I know, I know, it's not Xeno Gears, <laughs> but it's in the it's same fuck. It's in the same fucking universe, and it's essentially the same guy. He just Square owns the fucking rights to fucking so much shit. He can only do certain things. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is sad. And I wish Square would make a new actual like Xeno Gears game and release it on PlayStation Four with some 4K graphics because that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> but that aside, since I can only get it on Nintendo, it does make me excited um, for that. And because I, because I did get a Nintendo switch, that's part of the reason I'm also excited is because at least I'm not feeling like, okay, I got this thing, I got Zelda and stuff. And now what, you know, there's actually some things for me to look forward to outside of that. There's JRPGs coming. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, um, Disgaea five got released on, on, uh, the switch, which is a JRPG. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's a multi-platform game, but I got the complete edition, which comes with all the DLC and stuff like that. Is what they released on the Switch, so that's got me excited that way. So that's you know again, that's that's something that makes me feel like my I made a good investment choice in getting the Switch. I yeah. guess is what I'm kind of putting out there. Um, now I know there's talk of like Skyrim is coming to Switch and stuff like that. Uh, this is one of those kind of again flip floppy things for me because I'm not a super huge into Skyrim that way because honestly when it first came out I played the damn thing. Okay, now it's X number of years later and they're rehashing the same game and I know it's it's cool and everything, you could take it on the go, but for me, there's other stuff I'll focus on, like Xenoblade. The 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 newer JRPG game is coming out so of going back and playing a much older game that's already been re released like twice now.
1: And here and didn't was this was episode four? <laughs> Do we did we already <laughs> yeah. talk about this? And like yeah. they're really good at hey, you've already seen this before, but guess what? Now we're doing it. Uh, mentality that's I, I don't know
0: but that, that's Stop not necessarily it. nintendo that's the developer doing a cash grab
1: true or the i, I
0: shouldn't say I, should, I shouldn't say the developer i should say the publisher the yeah. publisher uh it's it's the publisher doing a, um a cash grab kind of like um
1: but nintendo when, had to agree to it like so i mean there's 50 50 blame into there yeah. like they're both going for the same thing and i get it Money. but
0: yeah I, I mean, but like like you said though, it's not anything new to pull people away. You need something new to pull people away, and really, the only new thing is again, yeah, okay, I've got Xenoblade for a JRPG if you're into JRPGs. But there's also JRPGs. A lot of JRPGs coming out on fucking PlayStation. Well, there's should be. Whether or not they do or not, I don't know. Their conference kind of sucked, and I was confused. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this would also be a good point for like if Microsoft released some solid JRPGs life would be good, too. They could get um, a bigger grab. So I just feel there's, there's a lack.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there was, some, there was some good news. I felt potential MMORPG kind of thing going on right now. If we switch gears and go back over to uh, the Microsoft conference, and okay. one of the big uh, highlighted games that I'm really excited about, and, of course, everybody is talking about, is uh, BioWare's uh, new game, that's oh, yeah. 2018 anthem. Anthem, anthem. Can I say it again? Anthem. Uh which looked amazing and uh and again I'm going to go back to to talking about the structure itself of the presentation but really hone hone in on what BioWare did. They did an incredible. I give them 10 out of 10 for the presentation of that game from beginning to end. They gave enough information on several different aspects of the game uh, for those who have chosen to really look at it. They've given tons of information in there um, in such a small amount of time. And, and I think, take note, developers, um, especially we're talking about, what, what was it you mentioned earlier, the Metroid thing? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> take note, because if you want to see how a presentation is supposed to be done, if you want to ignore the game, just ignore the game. Look at the information that they gave out in a presentation. That's what you do.
0: Yeah, they got a, they gave a lot of good information. However, there is one thing that one thing that did aggravate me about that whole thing, and it has nothing to do with Anthem itself, but it makes me think back to one thing. This is the reason why Mass Effect was such a fucking wreck, <laughs> <laughs> because they put their their fucking resources i on making this fucking game. Which there's nothing wrong with putting your resources into something. And, and don't get me wrong anthem looks like it could be a really good fucking game if they fuck it up i'll be pissed but <laughs> because i'm probably actually gonna fucking buy and play this game although i'll probably pick it up on pc unless i get an xbox before then or a one x or whatever the fuck it's called at that point <laughs> 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 whatever weird name it is the, the fucking microsoft console, <laughs> xbox um, yeah uh but i'll probably get it on pc just because more prettier graphics and um You know, uh, the downside to um, from what I was reading is, you know, uh, running it. at Well, no, 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 no different game. Sorry. Anthem will run. No problem. I was thinking of something else. Sorry. (laughs) But I probably still will get it on PC just because, again, PC prettier graphics. Um, But what I was leading into with this is is Anthem is and and people have already compared it to to Destiny. Um, So, you know, Destiny 2 comes out later this year. Anthem's not until next year. Um so for some of us this gives us kind of a chance to see where you're gonna wanna be. You know, if, if destiny's not not doing it for you, Anthem might be your thing to do, you know. Um and for me I like it because I don't know, Anthem kind of seems like a mix of destiny slash with like Titanfall mixed in, which to me sounds fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> it's one of the one of the I don't know if it was somebody interviewing a developer, it was the developer themselves that said this and um and uh, we can get more information. I've got a great source of information on this game we can talk about here in a couple minutes. But uh, um, they said it's more Star Wars. Uh, we think more Star Wars in terms of, uh, I guess, more setting and abilities and, and that kind yeah. of thing. So I, I don't know in that sense, as far as abilities go, if, it, if they, they showcase the right amount, in my opinion. Um, yeah. because it's got everybody talking about it and nobody's really pissed off. <laughs> so there's, yeah, that, there's that, that,
0: that's a, that's a feat right there. <laughs> I've
1: seen zero salt. I've, uh, what I have seen is like 90% of gamers that are in my Twitter feed are excited about it. And 10% mm-hmm. didn't say anything. So good. Hey, two thumbs up. That's awesome. That's how you should do it. Um, but, um, I, I think we'll look f- for more of a, can I say mystical, you know, a kind of a mystical um, implementation to this. You think about the force, um, right? There might be more of that, but um, I was really excited with the game over, overall. I didn't really have any nitpicks um, except initially um, I'm not a mecha guy. I've never been really into mecha games. Silas, you know that like I've, I've played them there. Some of them are really cool, but the idea of being in this exo suit, um, didn't really appeal to me. Uh, what overrode that for me was Bioware. You know, this is Bioware. Have some trust in Bioware, as I, th- I think they they're going to do an amazing job. And of course, they were they were behind one of my all time favorite games, Knights of the Old Republic. So, you know, hang in there. The more and more I I picked apart this video, and I've probably watched it sixty five times by now. Um, the more and more I liked it, and I got over it. And after seeing some more information coming out from from the devs, uh, you know, leaking out a little bit, and from some some interviews, I'm really excited about this game. I think Bioware is going to do it great, and um, and we're going to see less and less of the comparisons to um, uh, Destiny, and and that's great. You know, there's every game has its comparisons. You remember when Star Wars: The Old Republic came out, another a yeah. great MMORPG uh, that was kind of this this offshoot continuation of Knights of the Old Republic. If you don't play it, please play it because it's amazing and it's free. Um, compared to World of Warcraft, excessively, and I'm sorry, I mean there's only so many ways you can do an MMORPG genre. Yeah. And I don't think the the comparisons overall were fair, and I think we're going to see the same thing. The Division is compared to Destiny all the time, and I don't think that that's fair. Uh, Division is just trying no, to be that Destiny. That's, no, that's 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 false. And again, here we've got. Fake news. We we've got <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've got the the fanboys of uh, and I hate to say that but you know we've got fanboys of people that are really into Destiny but it's it's great but I wouldn't say that it's the end all be all to this type of genre of game so yeah. um, and knowing BioWare they're going to bring something truly unique to it um, and we got to see just a sneak they crack the door into that universe and we got to see just a little glimmer of of that light of what they have in mind. Um, I think as we move forward, it'll it'll kind of fade into the background. I think it's its own thing. It's not a Destiny clone. Destiny's great, but it's not all of that. So, you know, the, there's there's new, fresh ideas, and I think we're going to see those come out.
0: And in in addition to that, well, yes, it's obviously it's not a Destiny clone stuff, but it's still going to give Destiny competition, which is part of what my point I was getting at is. So, like, maybe if if Destiny's not quite your style, maybe this game will be a little bit more your speed or keep you happy because you know, I'm one of the people I played the original destiny. So did you. And after a while we're like, yeah, we got jacked. Yeah. And, and this is another reason, again, we've already talked about this, you know, with destiny two, why we're kind of just holding back and not jumping in on that just yet. So we're definitely the people that games like Anthem need to win over. And so far they're doing a good fucking job with that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, because even if i do pick up and play destiny 2 at a later point which i would only do because i know other people who are playing it friends of mine that are going to be on there they're going to be excited so i'll have people to play with and that would probably be the only reason i would get destiny 2 at this point point. and even that is really going to depend once again on my available game time when i have other stuff that i can play um that's going to be on switch or other pc releases what what have you um or again the expansion uh, for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on on PlayStation. Uh, if I'm busy with that stuff, then I'm probably just going to be like no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not high on my
1: priority list. It kind of it got burned once and in not in a bad way. I'm not the the PVP, the 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 combat system, bar none, it's one of the very best. It's it's really well done. And I love that. But it, the storyline and things to keep me engaged initially for those year oneers, uh, you know, it, it just wasn't there. And then by that time, yeah. you know, we, we were both kind of, I think that was the consensus between both of us. So um, I'm wary <laughs> about getting it and I'm going to wait and we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. But um, I think that was A+. Plus. And by the way, um, I mentioned earlier the, the in, I don't want to say in, like I've got this very secret contact, but... <laughs> I, I do want to shout out uh, Binary num and Ogas. Um, uh, originally, my my brothers from other mothers from the Dark Zone Report, but they've done a. Uh, they've created this other. Platform called Anthem Universe, and I'm, I'm shouting them out because what they've done is actually really, really cool. And if you're following Anthem, um, there's a really good reason why you want to go and check them out. Um, they're on Twitter at Anthem Universe, but they uh, they are the very first Anthem podcast that has come out. They're working on episode two. They're doing monthly podcasts. Um, why is their podcast unique? They also have a Discord. You should definitely check out their Discord. Why am I shouting them out? Because uh, Anthem game developers have recognized them. They are actively involved in their Discord, and they greet everyone that comes into their Discord. And they talk wow. as much as they possibly can about the game. Of course, there's not much they can say. They're on their own timelines. But, right. um So <laughs> Binary and Ogas have done this just incredible job of getting the podcast, being the very first... Uh, podcast that's out there, and to do these monthly podcasts, and then to be recognized by the Anthem developers. So, um, Binary, I, I love the guy; he's a great guy. Um, Ogas is absolutely tremendous. So make sure and check it out if you if you're into the Anthem universe and um, and you want to know more about it, you want to be on the cutting edge of what's going on, and actually be able to talk to some of those developers. Go and check out Anthem Universe on Twitter, and then from there you can get into their Discord and actually chat with one of the devs. I think that is so freaking cool. Um, so a great community that's starting off there so definitely go and check that out if you're a, you're an anthem fan. There were there were some other games uh as well. Um was it Skull and Bones? Ubi.
0: Yes. Yeah, that actually looks uh makes me feel like what was it I requested before? Give me uh Assassin's Creed Black Flag <laughs> 2 and that's essentially exactly kind of what that what is. is. <laughs> so <laughs> take my fucking money <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that that looks uh pretty cool and actually uh kind of brutal but in a good way. Like I could, I could get some enjoyment out of that shit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see um, what they do with that. Um, again, however, uh, Ubi isn't the most recognized for having great release days with things. Hmm. Um, although recently uh, they've done better. So I will them credit for that. Recently they've done better. They did learn from um, uh, Assassin's, Creed, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Unity, <Yeah. laughs> um, which I still haven't gone back and played. Um, it's
1: worth it though. At this point, man, I got to tell you. Just let me slip that in there. It's worth it. If you if you do go back and play, you you, you will enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I need to. I need to play that in Syndicate, which actually the whole Steam summer sale um, has been trying to break into my wallet mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Incredible sale. Too. Oh. But I just had such limited time. I'm really hoping um, my work schedule, as much as I like having extra cash, especially given um, personal uh, financial things that are that have kind of gone on because of uh, other stuff that happened. I-, I love making overtime and extra money, but at the same time, uh, the amount of taxes and just the amount of lack of time I have for other things after a while. It's just not worth it. I'd rather be a little bit poorer and have some time to play some games well, and shit. So speaking of <laughs> speaking
1: of Ubi Assassin's Creed, and wanting to have more time, do you think that you'll make time for uh, Assassin's Creed Origins when that comes out? Do you think is that on your priority list anywhere? Because I know you were an Assassin's Creed fan with me. Like we were.
0: Oh, yeah, I was. I was a big fan. Um, it's it's not super super high on my list right now. Again, I am, I am weary because, because of the past. So it's just gonna be kind of a wait and see. And again, uh, it has to do with that whole adult life, uh, balancing, you know, uh, everything, you know, work and work and play, uh, and also streaming and all that stuff. I, I'm,
1: I don't feel this way. I don't feel about this game the way I do. Um, destiny Two. honestly, I, I'm, I'm after watching, you know, the, the Ubi, the Ubi presentation was done and then they went back. Was it, yeah, it was the Ubi presentation or they finished the Xbox presentation, one or the other. And then they went over the Assassin's Creed origins gameplay, um, with one of the devs and, um, and I watched the whole thing and I was, I was really in awe of the, the new things that they're bringing. Cause this is very rarely done correctly. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's yeah. very rarely it done correctly, where you do an origin story um, that doesn't end up like Star Wars. <laughs> you know, you you've got the night, yeah, yeah, the, the prequels. prequels. You've got the 1970s originals that started Episode four, and then you go back to Episode one, and there's just this huge difference between the quality of <laughs> of the you know now you've got CGI and the quality of the graphics. To me, it's it's always removed me from the story. So likewise with video games that add in new. Um new things that you can do and and new UIs and new ways of interacting, it can almost take you out of it. Because when I play the origin story, I want I want there to be some similarity to when I go back to Assassin's Creed one and play it. So I, I right. was there we go, weary. <laughs> I was weary again kind of watching this. Is it going to be is it gonna take me so far out of the story that I can't relate to, you know, the initial character. And I didn't feel that way at all. After, after watching it for five minutes, I'm like, you guys have really, you've really done an amazing job to, to make this an interesting and unique story without um, sacrificing my, my love and respect for the first Assassin's Creed. So I, I think this is definitely going on my docket for, for a, a main game, and I'll probably even stream
0: it when it comes out. It's it, it does have my interest, but definitely more than than say Destiny two at this point. Um, and one of the things I did like was the very very different setting, you know, doing the whole like Egypt thing. I thought was really fucking cool, you know, just completely a different aspect and area and look to it than any other previous Assassin's Creed game. I think is a the uniqueness um, is kind of what has my attention. There. Yeah,
1: who doesn't love Egypt? I've been fascinated with um the the story of Egypt from from being a little kid like oh um, when the mummy movie came out just i, I mm-hmm. must have seen that in theaters a dozen times because just, i just i loved what they were doing with it and of course I'm, i've got history books on, upon stacks of history books on, on Egypt in my house on my bookshelf um so anything that kind of makes that alive and, and you can explore that world yourself um, as this character in the game, like I'm all for it. And they've, they've gone to great lengths to also make it historically accurate, which is par for the course. You know, you, you're going around the city and, and uh, they've, they've done a great job of trying to keep it intact, you know, while adding in this, this sub storyline. But they've, they've done a great job of trying to keep it historically accurate. So I think, I think it's going to be nice.
0: Yeah. Well, we we went over uh, quite a few things. We really did. We we hit on a, a lot of, a lot of different games. Um. So, but with that, now we've talked about our our games and things. Uh, something a little bit more on the personal note. Um. Is if anybody who's been listening to our podcast knows, both uh, Sage and I we stream, uh, fairly regular. Although Sage is probably a little bit more regular than I am, <laughs> mostly due to time constraints. I hate it. Your but, schedule um, is all over you the know, place, uh, dude. Yeah uh and, and that's why i've got my schedule set the way it is and when i can get some some extra streams um i do but uh you know you're you've been streaming quite a bit lately um how has that been for you i know you've uh you've definitely made quite a number of of changes to your stream even uh, uh since our last episode which was probably like a month ago yeah yeah we're we're a few weeks <laughs> behind Sadly. Yeah, yeah we're a little behind sorry everybody um but you know streaming for you on a, on a personal side of, side of things for you you know what keeps you going, and and you know what kind of changes have you made, and, and why have you made them? I mean, you know, you're over there on Twitch. Um, um, I know you made you, uh, you made affiliate. Um, like like I did. Um, although I'm not streaming to Twitch anymore, but we'll yeah. get into that later. Um, <laughs> um, so you know, how, how's that going for you, I and mean, What's your thoughts and everything on a more personal level with Sage and streaming?
1: Getting personal with Sage. Oh my goodness. So streaming has been quite an adventure from, for me. Um, I, for anybody that follows my streams and, uh, uh, or has talked to me on Twitter and private messages, I'm not shy about saying that I have a lot of social anxiety. So I'm going to start there. I have a lot of social anxiety. Um, and streaming has been an outlet for me to relate to other people, meet new people on terms that I'm comfortable with, and that doesn't mean oh, I can't see their face and I'm not face to face with them, but it's talking games. so um, the the face of of streaming is constantly changing. and it's for me, it's based off of how my streams go. Um, with, with chat with the people that come in. So I've, I make changes to the UI or I want to, I want to change how I recognize people that subscribe to me or people that donate. You know, I want to make sure that they're, they're recognized for that because it really makes, um, me feel good. It makes, it, it, it warms my heart that the, you know, no matter how much you're donating or, or if you're just spending time in chat, I want to make sure that you understand that it means, that means a lot to me because I really enjoy meeting you and, t- and chatting with you. Um, so my stream has changed, It's evolved a lot over the past couple of months. Um, just
0: yeah, yeah, you you've changed a lot of stuff, and in, in, in a good way. You've made a lot of positive changes.
1: Yeah, I I f I I'm gonna and thank you for that. And I feel that, <laughs> I feel that that's necessary if if you're a streamer who is in touch, um, with with your chat and the people that talk to you. Now, I have somewhere along the lines, almost 270 followers. So it's not like I'm a, I'm a huge, you know, I've got 15,000 or a hundred thousand uh, followers and, and hundreds of subscribers. And I'm this big deal. That's not the case. Every person that comes in really matters to me. And I really try and listen to them. Um, so that's why my stream changes. Um, it's it based on that feedback and what I can do differently. And, um, cause that's important to me and what, what bugs me since we're getting personal, what bugs me personally <laughs> is when I go into somebody's, um, channel and go into their stream and I, and I still see the same, you've got this beautiful layout, you know, you've got this great overlay to recognize the, you know, different people that subscribe or, or to request songs or whatever. And, and they still haven't set up or have bothered to reactivate, uh, the scrolling texts. Um, so you can see who the last follower is or who your top donator is and make sure and recognize them. Um, so I go into their streams over and over again, and, and none of that's updated. And it may not be a big deal to you. Yeah, maybe you've got 150,000 followers, but that's part of your connectivity piece with the people that follow you. And if yeah, to agreed. me, if you're not constantly evolving your stream... I wish I realized when I first started how much you're going to be doing that, because I, I would spend, you know what I'm talking about. I would spend, you know, up to 28 hours uh, over a week perfecting. This is going to be the ultimate overlay and this is what it's going to be. And it's always going to be that way. I just need to put more time into it. And guess what guys, can Sage give you some advice? Keep it simple and start small. I think if you if you want to know what it's like. To do that, go back to that episode where we chatted with Murphy. And McMurphy was amazing, and you know, start small and and then build on what your your chat wants. You know, build on their needs because uh, it's not about you.
0: In a way, in a way, this is this is a split. It, it is you're the one doing the entertaining, but your community is what decides what direction you evolve in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which uh, part of that is to what kind of community you have is also based on you and what you do and how you're presenting everything.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So that, and That's just, that's just my two cents there. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, but at the, at the end of it, they're going to dictate how you evolve. You're the entertainer, but you'll find that you, you as an entertainer, um, you evolve with them because, uh. Uh, More recently, my revelation has been how much I've changed since my, say, for instance, my very first stream and my very first podcast with Binary Numb on Green Room. I'm I'm more confident. Uh, I don't stutter as much, although I still have my bouts. Um, But I'm a more confident streamer, so my style of presentation has changed too. So it's been a lot of self-reflection lately. I think um, you have some streams where it's it's the regulars that come in and they really support you. And then you have some streams that are just it completely blows up and and you're wild and in awe of you know how many people came by and followed and all the subs that you get and just the general support and you're it really causes you to to reflect. So in in any case, so, no, go
0: ahead. i was gonna say and then sometimes you just have the really quiet streams where it's. Just very low key.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have the quiet streams and, and it's and it's like that. I think in um in a couple of chats on Twitter it, it, there were a couple of people commenting on, you know, how do you how do you continue to grow and, and change and um, your community in a positive way that that also brings in new followers because ultimately that's what a lot of people want, you know, that's why you're there. Um is you mm. want to build that community. And I've never heard that that term used Specifically about me, um, I've recently created a a Discord just for um, for people that follow me and sage, you know, the Sage Squad, and I, I created this Discord so people can hop in when I'm streaming live on PC, as I intend to stream a lot more Division on PC. It just makes it easier to get them in the voice chat and, and not use you know, the end game chat, you know. And there was a few people that had come in and said, you know, this is a great community that is starting to build up here. And I never, ever not in a million years, have I ever applied the term community under me that just, they don't go together. Like I don't have a community. (laughs) Like I'm blessed that all these guys, you know, come by and, and, you know, talk to me, but like community. And then I realized I look at the people that have already joined discord. Like these are wonderful people. Yeah. We do have a great little community here that's building yeah. So there's just a lot of self-reflection yeah. right now. I think you know the streaming thing is going really well, and I I wish I could even do it more um, as work permits. I'm I'm going to try and put more energy into it, but um, I think right now it's in a really good it's in a really good spot, and I've got I've got the people in there that I want. Um, I'm attracting the types of people that I want, and I'm not attracting the types of people that I don't want
0: yeah yeah you see and, and that's and that's and that's a good thing now sometimes that does still happen with streaming it does you'll you'll get the occasional fucking trolls and you know it's, it's what it is yeah
1: yeah there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it
0: but uh, overall like i said earlier you know with a lot of the changes you've made um it reflects very well and and you can see it when you're streaming you're having a lot more fun you're not so stiff looking is it? i guess the best thing i can come up with oh i agree <laughs> i agree um, you know, uh, I mean, you did you did well when you first started, but I think everybody, when they first start, there's a lot of anxiety there. So once you get more comfortable and and you keep going, um, but like you said, a lot of people, you know you get people asking, well, how do you grow your community and stuff?" And for me, the one thing I've learned because I've streamed on more than one platform, I've started over more than once when it comes to streaming. And sometimes, if you pay too much attention to the numbers, that will hurt you. If you get too obsessed with the numbers, that's going to hurt you. Don't focus on that. Focus on having fun, playing your game. And you know, when the people come in and and come to hang out, they're going to see that. Now, if they're the kind of person that likes what you're doing, they're going to hang out and talk with you. If not, then, you know, no loss there. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about whether you have zero people in your chat or fucking 2,500. I mean, yeah, obviously if you have more people, it's great because they're actually going to be talking, but you could have only two people in your chat could be more active than when you have 20 people. Um, so the, the numbers isn't always your friend. Your numbers will grow. Just keep doing what you like to do.
1: Consistency, is that is the biggest thing. And yeah. even when you can't be on your schedule, let me, can I insert this here real quick? If you're not going to be on, Uh, tell, tell your folks that you're not going to be on if it's part of your regular schedule. And I know I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent on that yet, uh, because there's been a lot of transition for me lately and figuring out when the best times to stream are. But, you know, once you figure out what your schedule is going to be, or if you've mentioned that you might stream, let your people know if you're not going to, um, because they, you know, they see that you're active and that you care about their time too. Because how often have you seen people? work your show around their schedules. You know, they look forward to it at the end of the day and then you get this PM that says, Hey, I, I thought you were streaming today.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, for someone who has a hectic schedule, um, you know, uh, I understand understand that part greater than than, than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's why it's 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 good to have like a Twitter account. A lot of people use Twitter, it's easy enough. Make sure you let people know during your stream, you know, what's your Twitter account and stuff so they can follow you there. Because then if you do need to update them and say, Hey, you know, um my stream's starting late, which I actually had to do last night. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, my, my internet was going funky on me Comcast was being ridiculous. So I had to say, Hey, I'm still streaming, but it's not gonna start on time. Um, cause unfortunately I only have two scheduled streams a week. Although I've lately, I've been getting more than that in, I've been having extra streams, but that's my scheduled ones just because I know, um, those couple of nights is when I'm going to make, make sure no matter what, I'm going to make the time and get those streams in, even though my schedule is all over the damn place. Sometimes I work 14 hour days. Sometimes I work eight hour days. You know, sometimes I'm working seven, eight, nine, 12 days in a row. Sometimes I'm only working three days in a row. My schedule is just, it's very all over the place. It's unfortunately it's what it is. Um, but if I can take the time to do that, if you're in a normal nine to 5 48 hour a week job or whatever, I'm sure you can too. If if streaming is what you want to do, yeah. Um, that being said, I know you probably have some critiques about some of my stream changes lately because there's <laughs> been there's been a lot of them over the past month. Um, <laughs> well, so I'll, I'll, let
1: me let me set you up here, bro. So. Um, <laughs> And give me, give me a minute to do so because I'm, okay. you're, you're, I'm going to gush a little bit. So, so don't, oh don't, blush, All right. l- <laughs> don't blush, let me gush. Don't blush, let me gush. For, for those of you who are listening, you know, the, one of the, the points of having this getting personal episode um, to preface what it wasn't about us, you know, trying to, to get you to come to our streams or anything like that. That's not really the point. This is, this is us talking about some of the details for those of you who are either, either just starting or maybe you've kind of reached a lull or you're trying to reconnect or whatever the, whatever the sense is, this is something that we're doing right now. And we're both really passionate about it. Um, no one has been more passionate about it that I know personally than Silas. Silas, it was my inspiration to get started. actually he encouraged me a long time ago to do that, but, um, it was a matter of me overcoming my, my own anxiety to do it, but I haven't seen anybody put in more time into the details and be <laughs> so anal retentive about making sure that everything works the first time. Um, the, the, these the thought, and caring that goes into every decision that he makes with his stream is is really something to be admired and and copied in a sense. Um and if you if you want to know more about that or have any issues, by all means please reach out to him. He's probably gonna hate me for that. But reach out to him because that's what I do on a regular basis. I lean really heavy on Silas. He's great at what he does. And and I've got nothing but respect for him because there there was no And Silas, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't an easy decision Um, deciding to go with um, Mixer Instead of Twitch, you would, you started streaming on Twitch a long time ago. You came back to it. You've, you've got a substantial uh, follower base on Twitch. And then you started doing some uh, streams on both Twitch and Mixer at the same time, trying to make that work. It seemed like Mixer was kind of working out better for you It was more the format that worked for your type of presentation and what worked better for you. And then yeah. um, there was a lot of this back and forth, you know, <laughs> with Twitch and Mixer. And you finally made the decision. Uh, now, guys, I'm I'm gonna tell you that he had a substantial follower base on Twitch, and he's in essence kind of starting over on Mixer because it's a better platform that suits him. That is not an easy decision, and of course no. he keeps in touch with his Twitch folks, and he's getting them to come over to Mixer. And he's got a great community that follows him wherever he goes, so they don't care about that. But still, you you're starting over again, dude, and hasn't phased you a damn bit. You are, <laughs> you're crazy over there, dude. You're having such a great time. And the people that come in and chat love what you do. Um, so I, I wanted to say all of that to kind of preface the situation and, uh, give people kind of the idea that there was no small sacrifice that went into making this decision, but overall it's better for you as a brand. I think what's been going through your mind is you're essentially, you've gone from being very successful on Twitch to kind of restarting on Mixer. What's been your journey with this?
0: Okay. Well, there's, like you said, there, there was a lot that, that went into it. And for a while, yes, I was, um, I was multi-streaming. And of course um, I did make affiliate and stuff on Twitch and all that. So, you know, the, the biddies and of course now uh, affiliates get the sub button and all that stuff. And I essentially, you know, I was like, no, (laughs) Um, not because, you know, yeah, who doesn't like making a couple extra bucks, but that's, that's not my main priority Um, my thought was I was looking at between the two platforms which one is going to work best for what I'm doing which one is going to allow me to do what I'm envisioning for my stream you know what which one is going to allow me to do everything that I want to do or at least most of what I'm looking to do whether it's, it's now or, or down the road what you know with with my future plans which one is going to work best for 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 me and what which one is going to do the best not just for me but for the community to be interacting with me in my streams and, and for how i stream now as you know my streams are not fucking pg in any way shape or form no. <laughs> <laughs> um you know so i i run 18 plus streams um even on twitch i had it set up with the with the little warning that was for mature audience although a lot of people on twitch just fucking ignored it and clicked it anyway sometimes you get the kiddies in there but whatever um and, of course, Mixer's got a, got a similar thing. Uh, of course, theirs is a very big warning that comes up that it is uh, marked as a 18-plus stream. So, <laughs> um, uh, that being said, you know, th- there was also the other thought is Mixer is, is a hell of a lot newer than Twitch. Um, you know, obviously, there's going to be slightly more issues you're going to run into with different things because Mixer itself is still very, very new. You know, um, it, it was Beam for, like, what, not even a year before Microsoft bought it? Yeah not not very long anyway so it's it's very 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 new but it's also been getting a lot of attention very very quickly um it caught my attention and that's why i decided to try it out i'm like hey because i've like i've said before i've streamed to other platforms before i've streamed to to hitbox and 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 others before uh for a variety of reasons and so you know i took a lot of things into consideration i also took into the fact that some of my twitch community probably isn't going to follow me over to mixer some people are just diehard twitch users and that's that's what they use Okay, that's, I'm okay with that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, like, again, it's, it's end result is switch is is picking one platform over the other, going to be better for the community. And while I had thought, well, you know, I could stay streaming on both. But there's a couple of problems with that. Number one, if you add, there's more of a disconnect when you multi stream. Because you're adding more delay if you're using something like restream or, or, or whatever. So you're adding more delay between you and like when they chat and, and all that stuff. So now there's an even longer delay than what there already is on with streaming. Okay. So that kind of creates a big, a bigger disconnect. And number two, you'll be talking to somebody on one, you got to pay attention to both, you know, multiple chats and all that stuff. And yeah, there's ways to try to integrate them, but that doesn't always work. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and a lot of people, and and I've seen this on forums and things, cause I go into the communities for like Mixer and for Twitch and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't care to watch people that do multi streams. And I know that sounds weird, but the reasoning behind it is, and I even had someone, uh, I was talking with someone, the one during my one stream, uh, and this is actually somebody on Twitch. They're like, you know, maybe you should pick one or the other. They're like, I'll, I'll watch you on either one. It doesn't matter. But he goes, cause I've, I've jumped into it to make sure and watched watch you on there and watch you on here. Your streams look great no matter what. He's like, but you know, a lot of people don't necessarily stick with someone who multi-streams because they don't know if that person's going to stay with that platform. And so it's like, why am I going to follow you if you're going to take off on me? You know, that's something I didn't consider. Yeah. And, and so it kind of gives this feeling of like, you're not really vested in any platform. So it makes it harder to grow that way. Even though from, from a streamer perspective, it's like, okay, well, I'm growing, I'm mixing, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Maybe you're doing YouTube too and all that stuff. But when, from a watcher standpoint, they're like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, So it's 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 like, uh, and I know some people do this, but it's like you're dating multiple women and you can't decide which one you really want to be with. Well, eventually, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> okay, so that's my analogy. Probably not the best one, but that's what it is. The other thing is, is of course, because I became Twitch affiliate, technically, if you read the thing in, in the contract you sign, if you actually go with being an affiliate, you can't multi-stream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's against the terms. They can terminate your account so I didn't want that to happen either so it was like okay well I've either got to stick with twitch or, or or pick mixer you know and and while there is certain things that are beneficial to twitch I won't lie you know there's twitch has been around a long time so you do have a bit more stability that way obviously and of course you know I had the I'd made affiliate so I had the the biddies enabled and, and all that stuff but at the end of the day with mixer I felt I could do more because I started playing around um, number one, I have no problems doing 60 FPS streams. Mixer does ha- have a higher ingest tolerance. At least from what I've noticed, I can stream and it, d- it doesn't boot me off ridiculously and and my shit works. So I've, I've been streaming 60 FPS and for the games that actually are 60 FPS like Zelda and all that stuff. So people get a better sense of what the game is, which is nice, which is part of what I want to do. As a streamer, I'm trying to give you a sense of the game itself, of what it really is. close of a representation of what it really is. Yeah. As I'm playing it, whether I whether my gameplay is g- are good or not is a whole other story. But you know, <laughs> I have good nights and bad nights. You know, it just depends. Uh, but with Zelda, it's always fun. And as for rough as of a game as it is, I think my gameplay is actually all right. You know, I know, I'm not a master at it. I don't sit there and run through and never get hurt. But I get my shit done, and it's I have fun with it, and people enjoy watching. Um, the other thing that really I think one of the biggest things that kind of push it for me, besides being able to do really high quality streams, if I stream just a mixer. Um, Is mixer does have a slightly less delay from what I've seen because I did do a couple of streams like just regular on one or the other for a while I noticed that as well Um, Even without using the FTL, um, which unfortunately I can't use mixers FTL right now It's not that I can't I'm just choosing not to because there's some problems with certain web browsers and being able to watch the stream Which again this goes back to if you're entertaining and people can't watch your shit. Why are you doing it? exactly so I just I use the standard streaming protocol, but even with that, it's still got less delay than Twitch. So okay, so that's better for interactivity. On top of that, and it is work to set these up, but it's not too hard. Um, I started playing with uh, mixers, you know, a uh, very unique interactive component. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know, I I started setting up some basic buttons, and I've and I've added more, and, I, and I'm actually still setting more stuff like that because I really like it. Uh, But that's one of the things that really helped tip. It was the interactive part because of how I do my streams and how I've changed my streams. Having those little buttons that people can click, even if all it does is play a a tone or pop something quick up on screen or whatever, it really helps with that interactivity and and that connection with your community to be able to have those little things.
1: I've noticed that when you when you put those on there, and uh, for those of you who don't know or if you've not been to Mixer yet, basically you get uh, you get points. You've seen a lot of point systems in Twitch, but Mixer has a point system for every...
0: For a Mixer as a whole. Yeah.
1: All of it. Doesn't matter who you're watching, you're gathering points. And then you can spend those points on special buttons that streamers set up. And they will activate uh, you know a GIF and a sound effect, if you want, that comes up on the screen. So that's what, that's what Silas is talking about. So when I go into that stream, you know, and you're chatting back and forth with him um, and he's really good with, you know, with chatting um, back and forth and and keeping an eye on chat and what they're doing. But when one of those buttons goes off, you get this (laughs) explosion of, of reaction to, uh, from Silas of you reacting with him. And I think that adds this next, this different level of you've got people in chat that are trying to time those buttons just right to make you laugh. And I love yeah. that. Like It, can, it yeah. adds this whole different um, level, a layer, if you will, of interactivity. And you really just, you explode with excitement when you when you see somebody press that button and spend their points to interact with you in that way.
0: Yeah, and, and, and there's and you could do more with them than that. I just haven't got into the really advanced stuff. I've seen people where they've set up things. Uh, there's one guy I was watching on sure, And he has this button. It's a really, really, really expensive button. But what it does is it pops up this little image thing and it plays this song. And then he, what he does is he covers his whole face in like fucking shaving cream and like dances to this damn song, essentially, <laughs> on stream. Uh, gr- granted, it's a very expensive button with a, a long ass cooldown, but it's that kind of stuff. It's that interactivity like that. And you could be a lot more creative, in my opinion, with that. And since, you know, again, my stream's changed a lot, um, you know, and, and not just in, in, in that sense, but also... um, as you know, uh, for anyone who's, who's watched me recently, and I've had a few of my older people wonder why I made a couple of changes, um, I now uh, stream in costume now. Uh, instead of just being my plain self, I just decided...
1: I was waiting for you to bring that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have something to say, Sage. You you, you want to take that over second? No, no, again? no. Go
1: ahead. Finish your thought, <laughs> okay, and then okay. I'll talk about it.
0: Okay. Um, you know, I, de- I decided to make that change because that's something um, I wanted to do, Um you know, something I wasn't really able to do in past streams, in part because of I had a little bit of anxiety about doing that. I won't lie, which for me is unusual because and Sage can tell you I'm pretty outgoing and in, in, in public, and I just really don't give a rat's ass your opinion, your opinion. But I'm still gonna do what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah,
1: understatement, but yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So me, me and Sage are are very much the opposite when it comes to the whole social aspect of you know. Uh, so, but with that in mind, no, it, it took me a little bit because again back to going to my anal retentive nitpickiness I wanted it to be a certain way um, so you know I wanted to play with a couple of things in uh, in C plus again I wanted to see if, if if viewers liked it or whatever if anybody you know if people didn't like it then I would I wouldn't have continued it but uh, I got some real real positive reactions on what I decided to do and people like it so that is now like my standard um, I'm just doing every stream uh, in costume now with my cam and my green screen and and all this other stuff I have going on which by the way, if you, if you need a green screen, they're actually not that expensive to do. You can make one yourself. My whole setup, because I my living situation is I rent a room. My whole life is in a 10 by 10 fucking space. Stream setup, bed, everything. All my shit. Okay? And I made a cheap ass green screen. Essentially, all it is is um, it's a green poster board. Okay? You can get it at fucking Walmart dirt cheap. You can get it at... Uh, I went to Michael's and got it because that was closest. Uh, you know, a craft store, Whatever. They're like 60, 70 cents, whatever, uh, per rectangle or square or whatever shape it happens to be in. Just make sure it's all the same shade of green because sometimes you get the ones that are like extra dark or like extra light. Just make sure they're all the same. I'm using six. Actually, I might expand it to like eight or so because of the field of view for my camera. But anyway, so some, some cheap-ass uh, poster board, some scotch tape, and a wall. And that's Boom. how I made my green screen. Done. And it and it works great. <laughs> it really does. I go in I I go into X Split, I hit Chroma key, I adjusted the sensitivity a touch. There we go. Just make sure your lighting's halfway decent. And actually my lighting kind of sucks and I need better lighting and I still got it to work. So there yeah. you go. I spent less than less than twelve dollars and you can be using a green screen. There you go. It works <laughs>
1: great. So for for those for those that are kind of wondering what you, know, you, you say you've got you know this costume thing kind of going on I remember when you, you were telling me about that and you had sent me some of the initial pictures um, I thought it was a super cool idea I know you were doing some research on that it was something that you wanted to do but um, you were kind of you were looking at other people on Mixer that were doing that I've seen some folks do that on Twitch but it doesn't seem to be very prominent it's, it's a really niche yeah. small group on Twitch but on Mixer those type of themed streams you know where the the streamers are really into their character it seems to be a lot bigger deal so you, at the time you were doing a lot of research what was what was going through your mind when you were making that decision you were doing this research
0: um well part of it again it, it was very personal and, and um honestly i had thought about doing something like this a long time ago when i first started streaming when um when i was still married <laughs> um unfortunately uh that particular uh counterpart in my life would have never had anything to do with it. And I would have been uh, humiliated and made fun of for doing such a thing. It's just not something I wanted to deal with, um, you know, and, and I didn't do it. So it was one of the things where it's an extra step, even though I'm an outgoing person, Where doing that on stream where you've got a lot of people watching you and whatnot, you know, it's, it's, either, you're either gonna, it's either going to go well or it's going to be terrible and you're going to get trolled the shit out of yeah, you,
1: there's potential <laughs> of opening like, yourself up to, to criticism and, and for yeah. me for you it's, it's you could deal with it in chat you know I think you think yeah. you could deal with it in chat but when you had that extra element of dealing with it from you know from somebody you were with in your house like that that's just definitely too much you have yeah. to have the right environment where you're comfortable to finally do it what is the Silas persona on stream look like for those who are listening to the podcast <laughs>
0: Well, essentially, it's it's pretty basic. I don't know. Uh, people, a couple of people have compared it to like a Phantom of the Opera kind of a thing. Um, there's a mask involved. I actually have a couple of different masks in um like a hooded cloak type deal, which right now I only have black, but I actually do uh, intend on getting some other colors at some point, and I do intend on getting more masks uh, just because they're fun. Um, and I do actually have like a Phantom of the Opera style type mask. that's like a, a three quarter mask essentially. We're only like one quarter side of uh, of my face is covered on another one that's more like a superhero-ish kind of like just like a over the eyes kind of thing going on and i rotate between the two um For various reasons, sometimes some nights I'll 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 use the one mask just because it makes it easier to have a drink of something. Where when I use the other one, I have to use my one big cup that I have and put my alcohol in that and use a straw because that's the only way I can drink out of it because half my face is fucking covered. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot um, of thought that
1: goes into that. You know, you've got to set up your cup and you know, just a lot of trial and error and, and leave it to you to figure out. You know, you, I'm sure you did like dress rehearsal and stuff too, right?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I played with it and, 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 I, and I looked at it on, on stream and I did some stuff off stream. I had X split set up. I had the camera, the green screen, everything. And I was, and I was messing with it and fi- and figuring different things out and how, how I could make it work. Cause you, when you're streaming, you still, you want to be comfortable. And that's the other thing that went into it too. Um, I didn't want to have too heavy of stuff because I live in Florida. It's hot as fuck. Yes, there's AC, but add on top of that, you're drinking, which is going to make it a little bit hotter anyway. You don't want to be sweating balls when you're streaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, don't. you don't. Yeah.
1: So what? So. That's your. That's kind of your persona there. But you've you've always been partial to a particular theme on your your stream. When I say always. I'm I'm saying. I mean, that, as long as I've known you as, as a streamer on your Twitch, the final evolution of your stream was something a bit more pirate Yeah, you know, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've always had a little bit more of a, of a semi-pirate thing, although I know some people feel my costume kind of deviates from that um, in some ways. But in other ways, who's to say the pirate wasn't masked wearing that fucking shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: I th- I immediately thought of like the dread pirate Roberts from, from oh, the See, princess yeah. bride, you know, having a hooded masked pirate is so, I mean, it works to me. I think that's so cool. Yeah.
0: yeah and for me, I just, I didn't want to do, and I had thought about just like a straight up pirate costume, but then I'm like, that's been done. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I I figured if I was going to do a costume, I want to do something a little bit more on the uniqueness in something that's more me, something where if someone comes and they say, yes, that, you know, that, that is Silas right there, you know? So that's kind of more what I was going for is like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be more unique. Because again, uh, being unique is part of what makes people want to come to your stream as well. Now, not everyone's going to like it and that's fine. But for those who do, that's part of what's going to, going to help connect you to your community is, is that uniqueness.
1: And being comfortable being unique. Yep. Um, I, that has been... That has been such a huge lesson for me to learn. I don't know if I could have learned it comfortably any other way. But um, if you're if you're just starting out and you don't understand, how is it that you you grow and you your personality kind of changes and you and you develop that sense of um, confidence? Confidence being faith in oneself, and that is not easily given by others. But what yeah. happens is the more you do it. Um, People will tell you what they like and what they don't like, and if you stick with it, you'll be okay with hearing what they don't like, and you'll yep. and you'll start to grow. I won't say necessarily a thicker skin, but you'll know when to to take good feedback and where to leave bad feedback. And uh, and that in itself is a is a cement structure, a base on which you build your confidence and figuring out who you are as a streamer, as an entertainer, uh, as a gamer, and you'll find like I have already the person you are outside changes as well so even not in inside the game like you you out in real life, you've, you found this confidence and you attract different people. And you're, you know, I, I find that I just met, uh, by the way, I just met, uh, one of the division community members, uh, the, uh, yesterday, the, the gaming Scotsman, big shout out to Scotty. I love that dude. He's so amazing. Um, he happened to be, uh, on vacation over here in the U S from Scotland. And, uh, we, we went up to Orlando and we met him. And, uh, and his mother, and it was it was a great experience. And of course, there's that initial, uh, we're both so used to typing at each other. How do we How do we talk to each other face to face? So we' were a little awkward there to begin with. Um, but the hugs flowed. And, uh, and the division talk flowed and, and talking about what we're doing. And after a while, it just, it was so easy. I don't think I could have done that a year ago, if not for, you know, podcasts and being involved in a community and, and streaming, um, all of that's changed me in a very profound way. And I think, I think my advice after seeing you Silas, like this has been something that you've wanted to do. Um, and you're doing it is, uh, if it, if it's that deep down desire to do something and you really enjoy streaming and you want to be unique, um, stop listening to that little voice inside of you that says you don't do that, or you can't do that, or people are going to X, Y, or Z, uh, ignore those negative things. And you will, you will naturally over time exude the positivity that you want to attract. Does that sound really like crystal child of me? But I mean, it's true. (laughs) Once you get comfortable in you being you, other people will be comfortable with you being you and they'll come. We would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter at Silas and Sage for upcoming releases, as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes, Google Play and Podbean. This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we'll see you
0: in two weeks.